재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. The rest of the hour on Mondays is devoted to the foodies out there. We have got a true expert in food in the studio. Her name is Yerika Park, and she is the digital editor for the Seoul Michelin Guide. She helps us every week think about what we could accomplish in our own kitchens using seasonal foods and responding to the seasons. Hi, Yerika. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So a lot of people out there are, A, very busy, mm-hmm. and B, often living in single household homes. That's kind of the Increasingly dominant thing. Increasingly so, it seems. Increasingly, right? Right. And so you, uh, we've done entire segments mm-hmm. on how people will eat meal after meal out of a convenience store. Right. Not to diss the convenience store, mm-hmm. but you probably don't want to do that habitually. No. Right? So many preservatives. Preservatives. And, um, yeah. Fat. Right. It's just not good for you. I mean, like once in a while, it's fine. Once a, and, and they are right? stepping up their game in terms mm-hmm. of providing healthy options. Quote, unquote, they're trying to make it premium. Like the <laughs> yeah. stuff they sell, you right. know, um, like prepackaged, pre-made meals and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it was a trend. It's still a trend right now, right? Mm. Uh, but... We're all busy people. We 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 know. Um, you know. Sometimes you just don't have the time. Uh, convenience stores right around the corner, so you, mm-hmm. that's your best option, mm-hmm. right? Just to grab a meal and just go eat. It's fast. It's quick. It's it's filling. Um, not necessarily nutritional, right? But um, a lot of empty carbs and all that stuff. So today I thought I'd talk about ways to eat healthy food, healthy home cooked meal. At every meal, and uh, how do you go about doing that? By dedicating, a, you know, a portion of your weekend um, to doing the groceries, making a list, doing the groceries, and then doing a bulk of the cooking for the week, yes. for the coming week, and uh, you're set. And um, I don't know, it, this has been a lifesaver for me. I do this a lot at home because sometimes, you know, my, my, my schedule is completely, like, it's all over the place. It's never, like, super... It, it's it's never set out like it's not it's not the same every day so sometimes when i'm home like i come home at like 8:39 p.m. super tired don't want to cook and i just want to reach out for that bag of ramen in the yes. in the pantry somewhere yes. just like you know so this is really a great idea i think and so this kind of yeah concentrating your cooking into one mm-hmm. day and then packaging it up and freezing it yeah. we can call it cook and freeze for short i mean this is this is not some wild new concept no. i mean chinese and korean mothers have known this forever chinese well in the west too in the west as well of course uh you know and many college students figure this out pretty mm-hmm. quickly uh, and I'm sure you've once. done this too, right? I've, oh, I've, this has helped me survive, right. uh, you know, especially if money's an issue because mm-hmm. not just nutrition and convenience and all that, but if you're really thin on budget, you can stretch your money very well by cooking right. vast amounts of veggies or something cheap mm-hmm. and freezing it. Sometimes I do it intentionally. I, I do the bulk of the cooking, like I said, over the weekend for the coming week. But sometimes when I make a pot of, I don't know, like pasta sauce or something mm-hmm. like bolognese or a chili, I just make a bunch of it, right? right. Like a big batch. And then I portion them out and then stick them in the freezer and then... You know, I always have something to go to that's good and it's it's healthy and it's delicious. Chili is one of those things you make yeah. a bunch of and freeze. Yeah, um, soups and any sort of stews freeze really really well. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would uh, talk about different types of freezer meals. Good. Maybe some freezing tips, for example, and then I'm going to share three recipes with you that might go to recipes when I like to you know do this kind of thing at home. I like that plan. Yeah. Okay. Where do we start? Um. 
Well, let's talk about the different kinds of freezer meals. What I do is that sometimes I call it grab and go freezer meals.、Uh, these are meals that are completely put together, so they're completed. All、mm-hmm. you have to do is thaw it and then heat it. Reheat it. It's almost like it. your own personal convenience store,、yeah. right there in the freezer. You grab it and you nuke it. Exactly. And then there's another type of freezer meal. It's basically preparing freezer meal mixes.、Mm. By mixes, I'm referring to the individual components of a dish. For example, I I chop the meats in advance. I cut them into cubes in advance.、Um, I precook the rice and then freeze it.、Mm. All I have to do is like microwave. It's super easy. Pre-chop the vegetables. Of course, you have to keep in mind that certain vegetables do freeze well and some don't.、Um, some vegetables that don't freeze well fresh, you do、mm-hmm. have to blanch in advance and、yes. then cool and then freeze. Super easy. And then I also do namul. They freeze really easily. As well, plain sauces, marinades for meats, and also soup stocks like chicken stock and like you know the, the classic dried anchovy stock that、mm. Koreans use in everything from like noodle dishes, hot noodle dishes to tendang chige and kimchi chige and etc. etc. So you're building blocks、yeah. of food later on. Unpack a little bit what you mean by namul. When you say namul in、oh, the freezer, namul is basically it just refers to vegetable dishes. Namul are can be like goraji,、um, maybe yeah, wild mountain vegetables that have been forged. And you buy it in supermarkets, of course, too. That that have been dehydrated,、mm-hmm. and then once you're ready to eat, you rehydrate them, and then you blanch them, and then you saute, you season with salt. Um, a little bit of、uh, anchovy stock or beef stock, if you have, and then some sesame oil, sesame seeds, and then that's a side dish. And Koreans love to eat damul. Koreans love their vegetables. That's nice. Yeah, I don't. You know,、uh, do you have a big freezer? Like some people really、mm-hmm. go crazy and they have like a deep freezer. <laughs> like my mother, for example. I would love that someday to have a、It's、deep、amazing. freezer. You know, full of stuff. She has so much stuff in her fridge, and she she can't she can never have enough fridges at home. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a separate kimchi fridge, obviously. Oh, she's got two of those. Two of those. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I would say I have an just an average sized fridge. It's not small. It's just medium sized.、Mm-hmm. I, I could go with a bigger one, but yeah, me too. you know, but. Well, it, it it works fine. Speaking of freezers, I went to a professional chef's house last night because he invited us to dinner. Okay, and、um, I was really surprised to find every time you open the freezer from where I was sitting, there was nothing in there. He doesn't <laughs> freeze anything. There,、yeah. There's like ice cubes, and he keeps some drinks in there. But that's it. Which means everything he makes is. Fresh, fresh, yeah.、Right? He, he can probably like, do wow, it at five、impressive. times the speed of an ordinary yeah, person, right?、Yeah. So why not make it fresh? Right. He's、mm. always cooking like four or five different things all at once. You know,、mm. something's in the oven, something's on the stove. He's slicing something raw. He's chopping. It's really, really impressive.、Mm. Like、multi, he can definitely like multifunction. Would be terrible on that TV show where they grab the fridge and see what's in it. Oh gosh! It, well, his freezer would be completely empty.、Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right, so、um, let's. You've said there are two types:、mm-hmm. the fully assembled sort of、uh, TV dinner,、sure. frozen thing, and the components. Yes. Okay. But components, okay. The pros and cons: the fully prepared meals are just easier when you want to eat because all you have to do is thaw and reheat, right?、Mm-hmm. Don't ha- there's no additional work that needs to be done except for thawing and reheating. But then with the freezer meal mixes, the components, you have more options,、mm-hmm. right?、Um, if I threw in like all 
the ground beef that I bought at the supermarket in chili, then I, I'm stuck with that chili. But if I have ground beef, like portioned out into small individual portions, mm-hmm. there are so many dishes that I can come up with. You could make right? a single serve of chili yeah. if you want, or something else. Right. Mm. You know, I can make fried rice. I can make you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So it really depends. Maybe you want to mix it up. Maybe like prepare a couple of pre-made meals and then prepare the components as well. And then I hear that. Them all both in the freezer. Okay, uh, so I mean, what kind of things should we bear in mind in terms of uh, cooking and freezing? What kind of things do we want to um, think about? Well, you know, temperature control of perishable foods is really important. A lot of people think that okay, for example, I made a batch of chili at home or a batch of tenjangjigae that I want to freeze in the freezer, right? Um, people think that they have to be completely cooled down before they're um, put in the fridge or in the freezer, but that's not the case. Once they sort of cool down, you can stick them in the fridge. Cool down completely in the fridge, and then once they're completely cooled down in the fridge, you can portion them out into freezer bags um, or Tupperware, and then you can stick them in the freezer mm. like that. Some things are nice to put almost piping hot in the freezer, right? Like rice, you're supposed to like to make hetpan, don't you? Put like hot rice in the freezer, or um, no, I don't know. I always cool try to cool everything down before I stick it in the freezer. That makes sense, really. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, what else? Okay, so the perishable foods that I was mentioning, right? Um, as a general guideline, you should eat the perishable foods within four days um, or to freeze them, right? Sure. In the fridge for four days or to freeze them. And uh, by perishable foods, I mean things like meat, poultry, fish, eggs, tofu, dairy products, pasta, rice, cooked vegetables, and also um, vegetables, mm-hmm. cut fruit. Things like that. We've all found that chicken breast or that salmon fillet that we put in the fridge and forgot about <laughs> yeah. a week later. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start to notice a smell as well. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if they're in a completely sealed Tupperware. Mm-hmm. They will start to smell. That's right. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then it goes in several bags and in mm-hmm. the trash. And then portioning, um, I find this is important too. Uh, you can freeze foods in portion sizes you'll need for future meals. For example, if there are two in your family you, you and you eat each a cup of rice for a meal, you can freeze in two cup portions, for example. Mm-hmm. That's so much easier, yes. right? Um, rather than freezing everything in bulk and then trying to thaw that and then portioning it out later. That's that's a real pain. And then, you know, there are different steps to freezing and thawing cooked food as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you thaw your food? Typically, uh, the night before, I'll say, mm-hmm. uh, what do I want to eat tomorrow? Pluck like a chicken breast and a okay. veg out of the freezer right. and put it on the table. And that's table. it. The next morning, okay. it's kind of ready to go. As a rule of thumb, you don't want to thaw food in room temperature. Okay. Kurt made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. That's the number one mistake you can make. Because, thaw it in the fridge. Yeah. Thaw it in the fridge. Yeah. So you have to think it out a little bit more in advance. Stick it in the fridge okay. and thaw it at a low temperature instead of room temperature. That's a food safety kind of thing, right? Exactly. All right. Right. Um, to prevent all those like bad bacteria from mm-hmm. like multiplying. And they multiply, trust me, yeah. within hours. And that will make you sick. Okay. All right. Well, like poultry, for example, chicken always. It takes a long time, but uh, I find that around two kilos of food, two kilos of food will take around twenty four hours to thaw in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start thawing in the fridge, or maybe just straight into the microwave. About yep. a minute in the microwave will yeah. do it. You can thaw it in the microwave for sure. There's the the, the defreeze function, right? Yeah. Um, once you have thawed something in the microwave, you have to reheat it immediately okay. instead of just leaving it and then reheating it later. Really? Yeah. 
Why, from why microwave. You, look, <laughs> you look like worried. No, no. I mean, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I cook stuff at a high temperature. Right. It's like the old, I mean, like the old Hong Kong markets I used to live in. Uh-huh. You know, they would hang meat out in the open air for like all day long. And then, you know, you, you bring it home and you cook it at such a high temperature. It right. almost makes these discussions irrelevant. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, you have to be sure to do one or the other, yeah. either really strict food safety mm-hmm. and or cook it at a very high temperature. Yeah. I don't get grossed out a lot by... I don't. I don't really get grossed out when it comes to like food and stuff like that. But yeah. when it comes to like thawing, like chicken, for example, yeah. I hate leaving it out like on the counter <laughs> okay. and it's just like melting away. And after like a couple of hours, just sitting in its own, you know, juices, chicken juice. Ugh, that All right. is so gross. All right, so thaw in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the microwave is an, an option. Are right. you one of these completely OCD like people who store geometrically and labels and all that stuff? Um, I try to label because I, I, I've learned from my mistakes. Because if I have a bunch of like you know Ziploc bags in the freezer, after a while I lose track of w- which is which, mm-hmm. right? Like frozen rice looks exactly like frozen mashed potatoes, mm. for example. For example, so what I do is I do label okay. w- with a marker. And then when you freeze food in like Ziploc bags, um, you have to be careful because if you want the food to freeze quickly, you want to like flatten it out in a bag okay. and it will thaw easily later on as well. Fair right. Enough. So if you're freezing a bunch of like, I don't know, uh, pork belly, for example, in a Ziploc bag, you just want to like flatten out each individual like cut of meat mm-hmm. and then they will stack easily yes. in the fridge, t- in your freezer too. So it allows you more space. A little to something between the layers maybe, like yeah, a yeah. little extra wrap or paper towel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, even that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Labeling, I find it's it, it's important or else... After six months, I ended up I ended up throwing it away because you know you have a bigger freezer obviously than I do. I mean, my freezer is very quite petite, uh-huh. and it, it takes maybe a week or two weeks right. of stuff, and I wrap it in um, transparent uh, film, okay. so it's very clear what right. it is. You know, mm-hmm. usually I just do veggies, you know, spinach or dal or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, what have you frozen in your fridge? Uh, I I really we're talking about freezer. I cooking do today. only four freezer items generally. All right. Which proteins, are? which are pieces of meat. Uh-huh. You know, I cut up a chicken or I get chicken breasts or steak or whatever. So you're, you're preparing the components instead components. of like a fully I don't do the meal. full assembled meal. Mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near that organized. Uh, I cook up uh, yellow dal, yeah. you know, to a almost like a refried beans con- consistency. So yellow dal is basically lentils. It's lentils yeah. cooked down mm-hmm. into sort of a mouche. Okay. And um, that then, uh, you know, gets wrapped up uh-huh. into little packages and put in the fridge. And then I make this thing, like, I call it beanie rice. It's like uh, sort of chunmi kind of stuff with, like, some lentils and some other twigs and berries uh-huh. thrown in. And then I make little component packages of those and stick those in the fridge. Right. So I got protein, beanie rice, and you, maybe I'll make spinach in advance. All right. You know? And when it's time to eat, what do you do? You th- I take out three or individual... four of those, you know, take them out of their thing, mm-hmm. stack them in a bowl, that kind of thing. Okay. Wow, you eat really healthy. That sounds Generally, like really healthy food. Yeah, when I cook no myself. sauce, no gravy. <laughs> not really. Not, not really. Too often, hot sauce maybe, or right. uh, simple things, citrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Uh, I don't even want to start down that road. You're going to just shame so me. So I'm going to talk your... about some of the stuff that I make. And one thing I love to freeze in the freezer. It's a it's a fully prepared meal. It's my chicken curry. And everyone's like, okay, everyone makes chicken curry at home, right? It's like, oh, boring. But. Um, <laughs> What? I don't know. I mean, chicken curry is not boring. But um, I make a Japanese-style curry. But Ooh. my take on this, I, I use a whole chicken instead of using just chicken breast or, uh, you know, cut up 
chicken thigh meat that I buy at the supermarket because what I do is I bring I put a whole chicken in a pot, a mm-hmm. big pot, cover it with water, and then bring it to a boil with mm-hmm. maybe a couple of bay leaves and other aromatics if I have like celery and you know yep. onions. And you make onions. A, a stock base Basically for your a curry. Basically a stock. Yeah. And once the chicken is cooked, um, the stock is nice and kind of opaque and it tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I remove the chicken and then I leave it to cool. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I debone the chicken once it's cooled down with my hands. Right. Sense. I pull the meat apart and I save the meat and I save the broth as well. Mm. Right. And then what I do is... I make a little sofrito with like onions and carrots like chopped up and then I might add some potatoes in there if I have if mm-hmm. I sweet potatoes sweet potatoes in there mm-hmm. it's whatever I have yep. again and then once a, once the vegetables are nicely translucent I add the stock in there yeah. and I cook the vegetables and then once the vegetables are nice and soft I paste. add the chicken oh. the meat that I pulled before very good and then I put in my curry mix. Mm. But the thing is, there are so many different types of curry mixes when you go to Korean supermarkets. Right. I usually buy like two or three different kinds and I blend them. Oh, wow. It adds a depth of flavor, right? How interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one may be spicy, one may be a less spicy version, but uh, they but all taste slightly different. you do buy them pre-made. I thought you were going to say, oh, I blend various herbs in a... When I make Indian curry, I do that, but this is like my Japanese-style curry, and they taste just as good. Okay. I don't know. So, you know, I buy those Japanese, you know, brand bars of curry, uh-huh. and I buy like the powdered version as well. I mix them up. Two or three. Blend it. Mix it. it trust me. It no, I, tastes I, better. I'll be honest with you. I, I do something very similar. Mm-hmm. What I do is I don't like pluck all the meat off the chicken. I take the, the main good parts, the legs right. and wings and uh-huh. whatnot, hold those separate, put sort of the main chicken carcass in the thing to make mm-hmm. the stock. And then I use a huge cleaver and I chop right through the bone. So you leave the, the bones in there. And I chuck that in. Oh, good. You know, that's my meat, you know. Okay. And then add all of the vegetables and the paste and all of that. That's fine too. Yeah. yeah but – Using a whole chicken definitely it makes the curry taste better. I think that's right. It's the stock. It's the bones. Too. It's the, the bones. Bones, yeah. bones add flavor. You know. Totally agree. Yeah. Right. And then once it's done, I portion them out and then I freeze them. And they're such easy meals. All I have to do is prepare a little thing of rice. If I don't, I just buy whatever mm-hmm. um, microwavable rice from the convenience store, and it's just one easy meal. It's healthy too. You could almost build up a pub or a bar on the back of that. Yeah. Cook and freeze curry. You know, somebody orders. I'm sure, it. a lot of places do that. Yeah, right. Because yeah. curry takes a long time to make. That's right. Right. Any yeah. sort of stew, it takes, it takes a while for all the you flavors can't have this to pot fuse going together. Going all night. Yeah, right. you just nuke it. Exactly. Another thing I make is a Korean dish. I mean, it's classic. Tenjang, jjigae, but kangdunjang, which is kang means strong or mm. thick. Mm. So this is a, a thick soybean paste stew, which you could dilute later. You don't have to. This is how I, people eat it. Really? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a fancier samjang and a slightly more watery samjang. People eat it with rice and then they, you know, use it as a, a sauce for wraps when they use like, you know, fresh vegetables to wrap their rice in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the ingredients are super easy. Um, I use beef ribeye because it adds a ton of flavor sure. to the stock. Beef ribeye, you know, cut into cubes. Um, if I have manila clams or shrimp, I would throw that in there as well. Garlic, potato, onion, zucchini, you know, like the the, the, the standard vegetables for tinjang jjigae. Two green chili peppers, green onions, and then half a cup of tinjang. Um, one cup of water. Instead of water, using water, you can use the dried anchovy stock as well. Doenjang-wise, do you prefer sort of the beige corporate doenjang mm-hmm. or the real strong kind of I, countryside doenjang? The latter, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. It, it, it just tastes different. It's a depth of flavor. Um, this, the commercial stuff that I buy at supermarkets, it 
just lacks something. That's right. It tastes two-dimensional. That's right. Yeah. It's very flat. Weren't you the one that said you used to um, take pieces of c h u n g u k j a n g and just kind of pop it in your mouth like a snack? <laughs> yeah. I, I snack on raw c h u n g u k j a n g with like namul as well. See, that's a little extreme. No. I haven't made a nice d u n j a n g j i k e It's like natto, you know? Mm. I love natto. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's the extreme version. And We've talked a lot about how denjang is so useful in lots of stuff. You know, one, right. even if you're not making jjigae, you're making something completely different. Yeah. One spoon of good denjang. It's a denjang. condiment. It's umami. Yeah, and then you can add that in, in place of salt as well. That's right. Yeah. Right. Or, um, what is it, dilute the mm-hmm. denjang really, really watery yeah. and then use it as a brush-on. That's really oh, nice. as a, as like a glaze, mm. like how the chefs used to do it. Yeah, I mean, it was a trend, you know, the, the miso glaze thing. Miso but, glaze, yeah. just about everything they glaze with miso. You can do that with, with Korean denjang as well. Again, yeah. the, the whole umami thing really works well together. Denjang glazed salmon. Yeah, and denjang jjigae, trust me, um, freezes really well. Gang denjang is less watery, so it's even better for freezing, if you know what I mean. So Yerika reveals the secret of chicken curry, of uh, denjang. And then one last thing that I freeze. It's still warm. Um, there's still basil around. Uh, I go to like Karak Market to buy like a kilo of basil. It's super cheap in the summertime. I make the classic pesto genovese with uh, sweet basil. Um, It's super easy. You just stick everything in the blender except for salt and then season later. And the ingredients are basil, olive oil, parmigiano-reggiano. If you have a little bit of pecorino, it's great. Mm -hmm. Um, Pine nuts, very important. It adds that nuttiness. Sure. Yeah. And the texture as well. Could you possibly – I've been guilty of – Chuck it in walnuts instead. It's fine. It's fine. I've used almonds. But Korea makes pine nuts. They grow beautiful pine nuts in Korea. It's so expensive. (laughs) Pine nuts are so expensive. Um, But pine nuts, I I find, are essential ingredients to basil. A lot of people actually cut them out, but I always add pine nuts into my basil pesto. Mm. Garlic, um, a little bit of lemon juice, and coarse sea salt to taste. Mm -hmm. You know what pesto looks like. Throw all these ingredients in a blender, blend it smooth, and then season with salt. And it's just this, yeah. And it freezes really, really well. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting to hear. Mm -hmm. I'd never thought of freezing pesto before. I always thought of it as uh, perishable. It freezes and thaws really well, too. So all you have to do is boil a pot of pasta. When and it's then, time to eat. Again, that, you know, goes on anything. You cook a yeah. steak or something, you just brush it with pesto. Oh, yeah. Like a, a grilled chicken breast. For me, a grilled chicken breast is so boring. It really is. It really is. So, but a little bit of like bright pesto just makes everything so much better. Uh-huh. Simple proteins and like that. You know, a lot of these people are on like low-carb, protein, mm-hmm. intense diets, and they, they literally just boil a chicken Ugh. or boil a chicken breast. It's kind of a snoozy menu. It, it but makes me so sad just thinking of boiling things. chicken in a pot of water. I'm like, chicken <laughs> breast at that. Don't make Yerika sad. Cook <laughs> and freeze your pesto. Yerika, that's our time. Thank you for coming in no today. No problem.